heart, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the November 17th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a free-form mash of current events compiled from the world's remaining newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped with moral clarity from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now, the news. You want to talk about Iraq? Let's talk about Iraq. I was going to talk about their interior ministry. Mm. I think they do interior decorating at the interior <laughs> ministry. That's all I can figure out that one would do with one's interior. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's probing allegations. Uh, the private military firm Blackwater, or as we like to call them, Z. Z. Yeah, Z. Yeah, yeah a refreshing uh, <laughs> new, new beverage, Z. Mm, I love that. They, uh, Blackwater, uh, authorized around a million dollars, according to this ministry. Interior Ministry, to bribe Iraqi officials following the September 2007 killings of 17 Iraqi civilians in Baghdad. God, that's cheap. A million, yeah. that's it? Well, you know, I, it's only 17. Oh, that's true. It was only yeah, 17 people. Yeah, 17 yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah. The payments were approved after the Iraqi government called for Blackwater's expulsion from Iraq. Remember that? Yeah. Way back then. And- after the Nizer. Square disaster, and slaughter. they would lose. They would have lost their annual contract, and so Blackwater wanted to slip them a million bucks. Unbelievable! And by the way, just to con- continue that thread, right after that, the uh, Iraqi government stopped talking about getting yeah. rid of Blackwater. Yeah, yeah I'm just uh-huh. kind of well, like something some, went on. Yeah, Maliki all of went from they've got to go as part of the. Uh, uh, How, why don't you change your name to Z? <laughs> <laughs> that will work. <laughs> That'll work. Nobody will. Nobody will know it's you if you change your name to Z. So, an influential American diplomat is facing growing scrutiny for standing to profit from oil interest in Iraq's northern Kurdish region. You know about this? Is Peter Galbraith? Yeah. Uh, he was key advisor to the Kurdish government during the 2005 negotiations for the constitution. And he helped Kurds win provisions there. Yeah, he did. But apparently, uh, he stands to make over $100 million from interests in a Norwegian oil company. Uh, and yeah, a stake in an oil field in, in, in Kurd. In Kurdistan. Well, not Kurdistan. Kurdish region of yeah. Iraq. Kurdville. Uh, the Kurdville. They would like it to be Kur- a Kurdistan. But, you know, I've heard this guy. Very intelligent guy. Yeah. I've, I really have actually liked what he's had to say. Me too. But he is what he is, as you as it'll you say here, is that uh, the the he's been a, a strong advocate of the tri-state arrangement, the Sunni, the Shiite, uh, and the Kurdish area. Uh, now, and the the problem has always been that most a lot of the oil is where the Shiites are in Basra and where the Kurds are in their northern region of Iraq. And gosh, if they were to get their own state, they would be. Basically, they would be the most powerful of all those states. Yeah. They're the most organized, the least violent. And you'd hate to think that I, – I mean, I'm just disappointed. I don't know what's true on this. If it's true, then he should be under scrutiny for what he's been under doing. Scru- we're under scrutiny. We are always under it's, scrutiny. Yeah, I know that. I, so I, I accept s- that. Scrutiny is not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah and if, unless it's illegal and unethical. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but I'm just disappointed uh, to hear that. I'm open for scrutiny. <laughs> yeah. The U.S. ambassador to Afghanistan – 
Yeah. We'll move over a couple doors. Yeah. Warned against sending more troops to fight in the Afghan war. Well, I've been warning about that since, uh, well, after 2001. Yeah. I, let's not make this a war. Yeah. But nevertheless, that didn't work. So this guy, uh, eight years later, yeah. is saying uh, pretty much what we've been Car- saying. Carl Eikenberry is his name. Yeah, yeah. Eikenberry. But is it, it, it really, I know we've alluded to this a couple of times during our, our broadcast over the years, that is it is a little frightening that you and I appear to be so far ahead of the curve uh-huh. on these things. We're not that smart. No. I mean, you're, you're smarter than I am, but I, I don't think I that between that. the two of us we're, we're going to get a Nobel Prize for anything. Or, you know, But we have been talking – I mean, a lot of people have been saying this, not just us, but it is, in fact, why do we keep why – why do we keep being right five years before anyone – About things we really don't want to be right about. Exactly. Exact. Good point. I don't want to be right that the U.S. is going to fail in Afghanistan. Yeah. I don't want to be right about that. It just makes sense, you know. Yeah. Somebody you, says, don't put your finger into the candle flame, and yeah. and you learn why, and you don't do it anymore. Yeah. So why didn't we ever learn I, why? I don't, it's troubling to me. <laughs> Defense uh, Secretary Robert Gates issued a rare criticism of Obama administration colleagues for a series of leaks detailing a split over the escalation of the U.S. occupation of Afghanistan. Mm. Remember last week we reported on this where the uh, administration officials were akimbo. They were going in different directions (laughs) as to what to do there. He's appalled. Gates is appalled by this. Well, yeah. A little too late for that, Robert. Yeah. I'm going to, this is, this is sort of fodder for uh, our, our, to talk about with our guest, James Douglas today, by the way, this whole idea of, because this does parallel the Vietnam experience. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but Afghanistan feels like uh, Vietnam, uh, and uh, how John Kennedy apparently made some decisions that may have cost him his life. And let's see, hopefully that's not the case with Barack if he decides to draw down in Afghanistan. British Prime Minister Gordon Brown, meanwhile, said U.S. allies and NATO may add another 5,000 troops in Afghanistan. Yeah, all these things. Uh, It's reported that China provided Pakistan with enough weapons-grade uranium for two atom bombs, in 1982. Of course they did. Uh-huh. That was according to Abdul Qadir Khan. Yeah. Our good friend. Yeah, this is the uh, Dr. Khan. This is uh-huh. the man responsible for spreading uh, the technology and the wherewithal knowledge and all the rest of it to North Korea and all around the Islamic uh, region. Dr. The, feel good. Dr. Feel good. Uh-huh. I shouldn't say Islamic, but I mean... Uh, uh, he says that the Chinese government also provided a blueprint that helped speed up Pakistan's nuclear weapons program. So, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. In China, nine people were executed for taking part in protests and riots in July. That would be, uh, apparently they were all Uyghurs. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, the, the Muslim group that lives in Western China and the riots they had there because they were just upset, the Chinese government. And I guess they... Uh, Needed to be executed. Well, some of the, yes, these Uyghurs apparently did something that what they're not supposed to do, and then it touched off these riots yeah. that uh, in which the hundreds were killed. What were, what did they do? So they executed the Uyghurs. Did they roll a car over or something? Uh, it was uh, it was pretty benign. Something that uh, it was had it had to do with workers and workers' rights. They they were apparently they get no money. It's essentially yeah. slave labor, and they essentially said no, enough. We're not going to do this anymore. Someone was killed. I remember now. Yeah. One of their people was was one murdered by, by, by a mob of yeah. of uh, uh, 
ethnic Chinese, and they said, no, enough. And there was a lot of unrest, rioting. Lots of them were killed. And, of course, they're going to prosecute the people who were the victims of all this. They're going to execute them. And execute them. In Honduras, the Obama administration was facing growing criticism for apparent for the apparent collapse of an agreement to resolve the Honduran political crisis. So they're taking flack for that. At least (laughs) Zelaya wants to blame. Everybody wants to blame. Jump on the Obama, blame the Obama Uh administration. The blame game. Yeah, Yeah. the blame game. What are you going to do? Actually, I think Clinton's involved in (laughs) this too. I think you're right. I think you're right. To mark the 20th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall, which I did. Did you? Yeah. Happy. I ran into a wall. (laughs) I've run, I've run in, I bashed my head into a few walls. Yeah. So, yeah. Not this weekend, but just generally for fun. The BBC released the results of an international poll that revealed widespread dissatisfaction with free market capitalism. And I don't buy polls in general because you can ask anytime anything's going wrong. Yeah. You know, if you have a bad hair day mm-hmm. and, and you say, uh, you know, do you like your, your, what? Your haircut. Your, your the gel. woman, the, the person who cut your hair. Would you, how, what would do you, you feel about your gel today? Yeah. Yeah. Would, how, Not yeah. 80% of the people would say, I hate my gel. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it, I think this, not not that there's any great shakes for free market capitalism, but uh, 11% of people surveyed across 27 countries thought free market capitalism is working well. That's only 11%. That's not that many. No. But, you know, these are bad times to be asking that question, yeah, too. Yeah. I'd like to see their, their sampling range. Who are they asking? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, 23% of the respondents across all nations said capitalism is fatally flawed. Ooh. Now, see, this is what I don't get. They say it's fatally flawed and a new economic system is needed. 23% said that. Mm-hmm. Half said problems with capitalism can be solved with more regulation and reform. So, so that means, if, what is this reform and regulation? Is well, that, no one, no one. We would, we would assume, according to the teabaggers, yeah, that that would be called socialism, which wouldn't be free market capitalism anymore. The problem with this survey is that no one can really define what capitalism means today, because most of the time around the world, there is no such thing as free market capitalism. There's state intervention in every single so-called um, um, capitalist form of e- e- economic form. The United States is heavily involved as in subsidizing capitalism. Everybody is. So there's not – even defining what capitalism is. is that goes tr- – that's true with all polls, though. And that's what drives me yeah, nuts you're about right. polls you're in right. general. Right. You, right. What the question is you're, a- you're asking – uh, what uh, you think capitalism and what I think capitalism yeah, is. Yeah, what, it what be I think good hair is. Yeah, well, there you go. It could be different, and you don't. Yeah, you may not agree with anything that I think capitalism is, and I may not. Let's let's that. move home yeah, domestically let's, let's here. Do that. Let's leave these international news stories to someone else. Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid was considering a plan to increase Medicare payroll tax on high-income earners to help fund the expansion of health care insurance to lower-income Americans. That's a good deal. Mm-hmm. I, I like what's going on now, uh, at least what they're trying to do a little bit with health care. I like the way they're positioning themselves, at least, in some of these, and, and especially with big pharma. But we'll get to that a little bit hey, later. Can I tell you, I had a revelation over the weekend. I'm opposed to this health care bill. I yeah. just, I have, I, if, if we're required to buy health care... Yeah. 
As That's a, what bugs me. I don't understand why they did that. How that, did that happen? That that will be taken off. I hope you're right. Yeah. And if it and is, then case, I'll then change okay. my opinion. But yeah. yeah, that that makes no sense. So we're trying to get out from under having to give insurance companies a lot of bucks right. to charge us to buy chemicals that they manufacture that weren't even intended to treat the diseases right. that we have. Well, uh, yeah. I, how did it go from, let's try and open up the system, get more people involved, spread out the cost, make it more competitive, introduce a public option, which, which really gives us a lot more leverage to, if you don't buy insurance, you'll be penalized. Yeah. If, that's like a tax. And if you do, don't pay your taxes, then you risk going to jail. I mean, I, I don't know if that's hyperbole, how much of that is hyperbole on the part of the right, but any form of that I'm opposed to. So now we have to buy the insurance and pay exorbitant rates over which we have no leverage, no opportunity to regulate. How I think did that, that might have been the, uh, what would you call that, in the deal, you know, the thing you're willing to give up. Yeah. But they, they probably tack that on get? there. They're going to say, oh, now we have the perfect bill. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right. Top pharmaceutical market analysis firm was predicting the drug industry is set to reap a massive windfall from its secretive deal, did mm-hmm. a deal with the White House and Senate Democrats on health care reform. Apparently, the Democrats are really getting into this and looking into this. Yeah, they want to mess up the deal that the White House cut with the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. They want to step between that. Meanwhile, the White House is saying, "Well, you don't want to do that now because this is a historic landmark." deal that we're about to strike here. The yeah. pharmaceutical companies will turn against us yeah. if we, uh, well, this deal that they say yeah. would result in $137 billion over the next four years to the pharmaceutical companies. If that deal is is somehow knocked down, then the health care reform bill won't go through. This is my understanding. This was a deal that was cut by the White House with Big Pharma uh-huh. to ensure that they wouldn't try to compete uh, uh, the way that Medicare uh, gives the uh, them leverage to drive down the cost of these prescription drugs if Big Pharma would stay on the sidelines, yeah. would not get in the game opposing health care reform. This was yeah. an $80 billion, supposedly $80 billion deal. You guys stay out of it while we go at it with the rest of the health care uh, um, uh, companies and all the rest of it. And and But it's well, this is just – this is crazy. It's crazy. $137 billion over the next four years? That's what they say. All right. The nation's largest health insurer, yeah. be United Health Group, was recruiting employees to lobby against congressional proposals for health care reform. Uh, in their emails, apparently, uh, 750,000 employees uh, last week were asked to lobby, or I guess in emails, right. sent to 75,000 employees, uh, they were asked to lobby their senators against inclusion of a public insurance option in the Senate health care bill. And they had form letters and they were asking um, yeah, for a call to impose higher financial penalties on Americans who choose not to buy health insurance. Right. That's nuts. No, it is nuts. And the anti-abortion thing. I know we're, I mean, all this, this stuff, what is, what happened? How did that get in the bill? I don't understand how a democratically controlled Congress would allow a, a a provision that essentially makes it almost impossible, if passed, for people to get a constitutionally guaranteed, legally, I should say, guaranteed right for, for a woman to have an abortion. Like I said last week, 
You think this I'm is okay. all part of the game? No, no. I'm okay with the... Uh, if, if they don't want to uh, ensure abortions in the government coverage, mm, that's okay. As long as they're fair across the board and they're not ensuring Viagra or whatever else it is on the male side, you know, prostate cancer coverage. Uh, I don't know if that's well, equal, that, yeah. but you know what I'm saying yeah, here. Yeah. It's okay. They don't want to provide for an abortion. That's one thing. But to actually not allow you to get government insurance if you choose to supplement it with a insurance program that allows for abortion. That's crazy. And that, you know, that's yeah. what they, uh, if well, you had right. any sort of insurance that gave you bucks um, insured uh, for uh, an abortion, then the government wouldn't cover you. And that, that seems well, it's worse than that. If, you, if a company can't participate in yeah. this, if they provide, if they, if they will provide for uh, abortion coverage, yeah. they can't be in the game. And that's the part. I mean, it just essentially says, yeah, you can have an abortion, but I, you go try and get one. Find a company somewhere in the United States will actually be a, will actually insure you for it. And that's what's happening here is they're making it almost impossible for a woman to go out and have it done. Now, the uh, interesting thing is the, the website Politico.com uncovered uh, the, the fact that the Republican National Empl- uh, Committee employees mm. – are covered for abortions in their insurance their insurance company covers abortions <laughs> so at that point in time they uh the republican national committee ordered its health insurer to drop a provision allowing their employees to receive oh, insurance money God. for abortions yeah and this was just a few days after all the republicans of course voted in favor of the uh this abortion uh, anti-abortion <sighs> bill now, and add to that, though, this is kind of getting interesting. More than 40 Democratic lawmakers vowed to vote against a yeah. final health care bill if it contains language the House agreed to that adds those abortion changes or anti-abortion And that's more than enough to kill this thing. Yeah. So you maybe hope you're right. Maybe this is all part of the gamesmanship. And as somebody heard say, the Barack Obama administration is playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers. I hope that's right. I hope that in some way they're thinking. Yeah, but I don't care what they're playing. What matters is who wins. Yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> exactly. under, I understand you might be too clever by half over there playing. Yeah, playing chess while we're yeah. kicking your butt. Yeah, that is the problem here. Don't be too delicate. And this was oh, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New figures show around 4,000 Americans have died from the swine flu since its outbreak in April. That's an interesting figure because I, they said 1,200 uh, not too long ago. Yeah. So apparently, apparently uh, swine flu figures have uh, wow, that is, leapt. Yeah. Is that close to panic time? Are we starting to, is that, should we all start? Well, you know. Um, that's a lot. That's that's a fair amount. I don't know I if that's, that's a lot more than normal. Uh, normally, die of swan of flu during this time. I, I think about fifteen thousand die a year of regular flu. Okay, All right. I, I think that's a fair. I don't know why that number jumps to my mind. Okay, but I think it's it's around that. So, you know, it's not it's not panic time, but it certainly gets your attention, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Justice Department was planning on trying, trying, as in, put before a court. Mm-hmm. Self-proclaimed 9-11 mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and okay. four co-defendants in a New York federal court instead of a military commission. Right. 
That's a good deal. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. Why, if if the if our court system is good enough for Timothy McVeigh, it's good enough for the Sheik. Yeah. New York. You can't make it there. You can't make it. You can't sell your hair. <laughs> yeah. Administration yeah. officials say up to 35 other Guantanamo Bay prisoners will face federal trial, <laughs> leaving the fate of another 75 prisoners unresolved. I don't know what to say. I mean, the big news is is that it's going to be in New York, yeah. and it's not going to. The real big news is it's not going to be a military tribunal. That's right. That's that's where whether the news is where it is hardly matters. It's just kind of adds some splash to it. It sure. They should be. turn it into a Broadway musical. <laughs> I, I think really they should reenact the trial in as a musical every night. Every night after, every, at, yeah, they yeah. get the transcript. They they, yeah. they jump up on stage because they got enough, <laughs> you know, unemployed. Singer-songwriter, uh, actors, actresses. That are waitressing yeah, yeah, there. Are waitressing and, there. Yeah, they yeah. could get together and yeah. throw something. To, yeah, I'd go see it. <laughs> not so sure. Uh, no, it's a good that. idea. We'll pitch it to Joseph Papp and see what he thinks. Good. Yeah. Federal prosecutors moved to seize four mosques and a New York skyscraper belonging to a nonprofit foundation with alleged financial ties to Iran. Yeah. Prosecutors in Manhattan began legal action seeking the forfeiture of more than $500 million in assets of the Alivi Foundation, which describes itself as a charity. So this is big news. It is big news. That's I, a lot I, of money, and I know that Iran is strapped for cash, and you know, yada, yada. That's, uh, let's see where that's going. We're trying to play nice with Iran, but then yeah, we give them the hokey-dokey. We give them the old... The winky dinky? The winky dinky. The hunky dory? Yeah, we do. Hey, I'm looking for my, my music sheet. Where's my music sheet? Oh, my go? goodness. I mean, it's okay. Oh, we could be right here. You stole it from I me. I did. There it is. Now I feel better. Oh, good. An anonymous. What an anonymous. Yeah. An anonymous whistleblower at the International Energy Agency said that the world is much closer to running out of oil than official estimates admit. Well, I've been saying that for years. You and I again are right. <laughs> how how long ago did we have uh, George Mombiad on here? Yeah. How long ago? What three or four years ago at yeah. least? Talking about this very thing, yeah. You know, that these we're we're overestimating what we have, <laughs> and the reason we're overestimating what we have is we're afraid if the figures were really put up there, the financial markets would collapse. Yeah. If people and the financial markets are just a, it's just another Ponzi scheme. It's just a you you see as soon as they talk about confidence. As as if all I need is confidence to make things <laughs> successful. It's it's a it's just a shell game. And what's and, scary? And that's what this is about. And what's scary is this will pass. That, yeah, I'm sorry. right. They don't want to tell people we're running out of oil right. because the markets may be affected. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. We don't want to upset the, their delicate uh, yeah, yeah. sensibilities. And this this story will come and come and go. It'll yeah. kind of go right built into the memory hole, and then. What four more years from now? They'll yeah. they, somebody will wake up Some and their hair panic. will be on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. and then everybody will be panicked. And there'll be a book written, and there'll be five and ga- and gas will cost two hundred dollars a gallon, and you know and everybody. A, a few will, years <laughs> after that, there'll be a, a special on Frontline on yeah. PBS. I mean, really, this is crazy. The Federal Reserve unveiled new rules that would bar banks from charging overdraft fees on automated teller machines or credit cards without consumer consent. Banks collected an estimated thirty-seven billion dollars in overdraft fees last year. As well, you know, <laughs> one one billion right here. Yeah, I got really? you. I got you on that one. Yeah, wow. oh, yeah, right here. You account yeah. for a lot of yeah, that. Yeah, I do. 
General Motors announced it will begin repaying its debt to the United States next month. Well, good for them. Years earlier than required. Well, Excellent. Apparently, they're doing doing better. So I, that socialist, communist uh, ba- bailout thing may, might actually be thing. working. Yeah. NASA's experiment last month. You remember the blowing up the moon thing? Yeah. I thought that was a good deal. Everybody was making fun of it because, you know, it bomb- we're bombing the moon. <laughs> we're bombing every place. We're bombing <laughs> Afghanistan. Well, yeah, but there's a reason we were bombing the moon. We were, yeah. we were trying to kick up some dust yeah. to examine the atmosphere. And the satellite was going through and sampling it. And apparently it found uh, water yeah. there, which is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Water on the moon. That means life. At, yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that's, yeah, I agree. Go science. <laughs> Go science. And finally. I got one real quick for okay, you. Go ahead. I just found out uh, yesterday that for every soldier in Afghanistan, the United uh-huh. States is, is stationed there. It's $1 million a year for an, a United States soldier in Afghanistan currently today. The uh-huh. It's costing us $65 billion a year in Afghanistan. And the gross national product of the state of Afghanistan was $2 billion. Uh-huh. Okay, I think these well, we're, are. We're making money in that war. Somebody's making. Yeah, I'm just saying, money. sixty-five billion a year, a million dollars a soldier, and the gross national product for the entire country is two billion dollars. Talk to my friend Dick Cheney; he'll fill you in on the you know, the loopholes. Yeah. And finally, McDonald's hamburgers. You know that place. I do. The Golden Arches. Yeah was advertising for an assistant manager for its sole franchise in Cuba, Mm. serving up burgers and fries that sometimes feed detainees at the prison camps at Guantanamo Bay. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.